Welcome to the Glow Girl Podcast, your go-to source for learning how to work with your cycle and optimize your hormones, gut health, and metabolism to get the results that you want. I'm your host, Alyssa Curl, an online holistic nutritionist and personal trainer who's helped hundreds of women take charge of their internal and physical health so they can get to the root cause of their imbalances and achieve their fitness goals without the crazy protocols or the restrictive diets. Like many women, I've had my fair share of hormonal imbalances, gut issues, and I struggled with disordered eating for years, which is why I made it my mission to help women like you avoid the same mistakes I made, because you can live a healthy lifestyle and practice balance at the same time. And you're next. Grab a glass of wine or your favorite mocktail and get comfy, because it's time to glow, girl. Welcome back to another episode of the Glow Girl Podcast. I hope we're all doing well. Happy February, by the way. <laughs> How is uh, the second month of 2024 going for us? Does anyone feel like January was the slowest month? Like, I, I know I always say that the months seem to fly by, but I swear January felt like a very long month. <laughs> um, and so much happened, to which I, if you can tell by my voice right now. I am tired and, and drained. And we'll talk about little energy check in just a second. Um, but today's episode, we're going to be kind of piggybacking off of last week's episode. If you missed last week's episode, um, I had my friend Julia on who is a registered dietitian and has, you know, a ton of experience, not only, you know, her own journey with an eating disorder, but also just a lot of experience with her clients about, you know, diet culture and eating disorders and under eating. Um, and we, we kind of dived really deep last week into just all sorts of things around diet culture and we barely scratched the surface. So I kind of wanted to continue our conversation um, on my own this week and just talk to you guys about how under eating truly does affect not only your overall health, but your, your fitness goals as well, especially if you are someone who has maybe, you know, yo-yo dieted or just dieted for a really long time for almost all of your life. Um, you know, you're, you're someone who's constantly spinning your wheels, trying to figure out, you know, why you can't lose weight and, you know, why we, we feel like crap. Um, we're, you know, going to talk about like truly how chronic dieting and under eating does affect your overall health. Um, and before we get into today's episode, um, I I kind of just want to get like an energy check on you guys. Like, how are we doing? Okay, I don't often get to hear from you guys, um, and and I really do again want to create more of a community with you guys, and I want this to be a safe space where you feel like my DMs are open and <laughs> you can come and talk to me. And, you know, share with me how you're liking the podcast or, you know, if there's anything on here that you would like to actually hear. Um, I love any feedback from you guys. But I also like, you know, just how are we doing? <laughs> we, again, we are now month two into 2024. Like, are we still feeling pumped and energized and ready to, to crush the year? Do we feel like we've kind of hit a lull? Like, tell me, tell me how you're feeling. I can tell you right now, I feel like, we started the year off with a bang, and then this past week, I just have been feeling so drained and 
tired and somewhat emo, like just a little emotional. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I'm like coming off of my period, like my period was last week. Um, I don't know if it's just because I haven't really been getting good sleep, which I don't know why I haven't really been getting good sleep. My sleep was fantastic up until this week and then all of a sudden it just went downhill. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. And you know, with healing, like we, we know that I'm, if you, you don't know, I am at the tail end of, of a healing phase. I just actually sent in my, um, my hormone test results. So I should be getting those back fairly soon. So maybe in the next episode, I will kind of give you guys a quick update on that. Um, but you know, while for the most part, I've been feeling really good with my, with my healing journey and a lot of my symptoms have subsided, like healing, unfortunately, <laughs> is not a linear, uh, it's not a linear deal, right? Like healing is not linear. It's not linear progress. There's going to be some weeks and, and days that you're going to feel really, really good. And there's going to be some weeks and days where you feel like absolute trash. <laughs> <laughs> and this is something that, you know, I remind my clients of all the time, but I have to, you know, practice what I preach and remind myself of this. I, you know, can, I guess we can talk about maybe my 1% betters from this week, but, you know, I, right now I'm recording this, it's Friday, um, February 2nd. And so far this week, I missed the gym Monday. So I went for a run instead, like a quick run just to get some movement in. And then I hit two of my scheduled four actual like strength training workouts. And I missed Wednesday, no, just kidding. I missed Thursday and Friday, um, which is today because I just could not sleep and I just wanted to give my body an extra, you know, rest day. So I'm gonna try to get my workouts done over the weekend, which I hate doing, but you know, I want to make sure that I'm moving my body and, and get those done and allow myself to to rest and if my body needed the extra rest yesterday and today then then that's okay but I've kind of been struggling to like fall back into some old negative thinking of you know like really beating myself up for having to take extra rest days you know like feeling unaccomplished because I didn't get my lifts in on the days I said I wanted to um yesterday like my my steps were actually a lot lower like I didn't hit my step goal at all which is the first time I haven't hit my step goal in a really long time and I felt like just a negative like cloud roll over me yesterday and my, it put me like in such a funk and I was beating myself up and you know it, it just kind of flashed back to you know a couple years ago when I would just go balls to the ball with my fitness journey you know and making sure that I had to hit everything every single day and overdoing it and you know kind of the things that got me to having the issues that I have today with with my you know health and hormones and so like I started to have those negative thought spirals this week you know of like how I'm not pushing myself enough and how you know like I need to just push through being tired and you know I, I have to remind myself today like hey you are going through a healing protocol but also you're human we're, we're gonna have weeks that are really, really good. We're gonna have weeks that are really, really bad and that you maybe just have to take some extra time and it's okay if you miss, you know, hitting your step goal one day because you're really exhausted or you have to miss the gym and you only got a couple of workouts in. Like, you know, I started to think, okay, well, if I didn't move my body as much, I, I have to, um, you know, make sure that like my nutrition is super on point and now, you know, like I was gonna have date night tonight and I almost didn't get the burger because 
I was like, oh, I didn't work out today, so I don't deserve the burger. And I'm like, oh my God, no, Lisa, like we, we don't do this anymore. Like this is not the, the thought process that we give into anymore. We fuel our body. We can have, you know, any food is, is an option. Like just because you didn't move your body today, doesn't mean that you can't have the burger, you know, just because you didn't get your workout in or you didn't get your steps in doesn't mean that you're a failure or you know that you didn't deserve the rest and so you know just because I preach these things all the time doesn't mean that I am perfect and I don't struggle with these things myself like these are things that you know I have worked on over the past couple of years and for the most part have gone like have gone away and I've been able to you know not have these negative thoughts in a really long time but just for some reason they have kind of crept up on me lately and you know it might be because I've had to spend over a year now <laughs> in in a healing phase um I would say you know 2023 my physical goals definitely took a backseat and you know this is something that my clients tell me all the time where you know they start to feel really uncomfortable in their skin and you know going through a healing journey in a healing protocol is is really a, a tough process because you are having to put your physical goals like fat loss or muscle gain or you know your aesthetic goals on the back burner for a while because again healing is not linear and, and that can take us a really long time to do um and so for me you know i have been trying to go through you know building muscle and getting leaner uh you know for the past couple of years or actually you know almost past four years now and you know up until last year i was doing really really well until these hormone issues kind of started arising again and so I've had to put those those goals on the back burner and, you know, my body fat percentage has increased a bit. I don't feel as confident in my clothes as maybe I once used to. Nothing wrong with the way my body looks now. It's just like not my most ideal self. But I have to continue to remind myself like what I'm doing right now is, is necessary for where I want to get to in the future. Like if I want to feel as confident in my body, if I want to feel energetic, and you know, have everything run smoothly and actually achieve the goals that I want to achieve aesthetically, then the work I'm doing now internally is even more important. And I just have to continue to be patient. And again, these are things that I tell you guys all the time. I tell my clients all the time. And you know, I have to remind myself sometimes too, because <laughs> I'm also human who who struggles as well. So um I wanted to yeah, just be vulnerable with you guys for a, a hot sec and and chat with you guys because I also, you know. I also struggle from time to time with with body image issues and and uh, <laughs> and these negative thought spirals and sometimes I have to snap myself out of it. So here we are, <laughs> uh, just you know, getting a little a little mushy with you guys. But you know what? We're gonna get through it. It's gonna be I'm gonna take the weekend to chill and get some movement in and give my body the rest that it needs. And we're gonna come out the other side and it's gonna be totally great. So if you are someone who is struggling, just know that I see you and I promise you, like, it's going to be okay. I'm, I'm here with you. If you want to chat, like, I got you. <laughs> but on a, on a more positive note, um, some positive ones that I have for you guys is I have read four books in the month of January, which for some people that might not be a whole lot, but I read four books. No, I take that back. I read a total of three books. Actually, no, I think it was four. I, whatever. I read three to four books in the entire year of 2023, okay? So I read as many books 
that I read in one year in this course of, of one month. And I mean, mind you, they were all Colleen Hoover books, so I'm like able to fly through those super quickly now, but I'm hooked on, on Colleen Hoover. Um, and I've read so far, I read Verity, which, oh my God, was such a great book. Um, so we read Verity, and then I read um, All Your Perfects, and then I read Ugly Love, and then I just finished, um, I just finished, oh my god, what is the one? It Ends With Us, there we go. Um, and I'm now reading It Starts With Us, which is the sequel to It Ends With Us, and I'm like basically halfway through um, It Starts With Us already, and we're only on February 2nd, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if, if you need any, uh, any books to read and you have not read those ones and you're trying to get into reading and you just need like a light, quick read that is, you know, a little bit spicy, like not very spicy, but a little spicy, um, and like romantic sometimes, then I'd highly recommend Colleen Hoover. But if you guys have any other book recommendations for me, please send it my way because I have a running list and I might need more very soon as seeing as I'm fast-tracking my way through my list right now. Um, so those are my wins from this week. Um, so, you know, as always, please please share with me your your wins and your 1% betters because I always love to hear them. Um, okay, so let us hop into today's episode, um, which I kind of feel like this is going to kind of go hand-in-hand hand with, you know, my little intro of my negative thought spirals because, you know, that, you know, I have also struggled before with with under eating and some um some you know disordered eating patterns and up until like 2020 I was severely under eating um and I spent most of 2021 and even 2022 in like a reverse dieting phase where I you know gradually uh increased my calories over time and you know really focused on restoring my metabolism and healing my gut and my hormones um and i have a whole episode on that on um you know reverse dieting 101 what it is how to actually do it so i think it's like one of the very first episodes that i put out on here um so if you would like to go listen to that to learn a little bit more about exactly what reverse dieting is and, and all that process i'd highly recommend um going to listen to that but you know the years i spent under eating truly wrecked my health um, I had no energy. I had no muscle mass. Um, my body was really stuck in like fight or flight mode. I was always inflamed and puffy. I was like rapidly gaining weight despite, you know, under eating and moving my body more. Um, I would have sleep issues. My gut was absolutely wrecked. My periods were horrible. And, you know, again, this is why I'm spending so many years now undoing the, the damage that I did from my teens and early 20s because I, you know, didn't know better. I was always taught you see results by moving more and eating less, and I ran with that. Um, but in all honesty, like, we have to remember that food is energy, right? It's the thing that provides the materials that your body relies on for functioning properly. So when we undereat, that leads to so many different side effects, which might seem minor at first. However, they can quickly progress to result in some more serious, even sometimes life-threatening consequences. I mean, luckily mine were not necessarily life-threatening, but <laughs> again, I have spent years 
undoing this damage and and if you could just take anything away from anything I ever tell you it's that we we need to make sure that we're taking care of our internal health and the best way that we can do that is making sure that we are properly fueling our body and not under fueling it okay so let's just say for example like I know that a lot of us we want to lose weight right so you want to lose weight okay maybe you've already started making changes to your diet maybe you started increasing your hours in the gym or you even started going to the gym you probably even cut back or even gave up on some alcohol and while all these steps are you know in the right direction there is a possibility that sometimes you've taken things a little bit too far because without proper nutritional guidance many people will drastically cut their calories consumed and increase calories burned in order to lose weight as fast as they possibly can and when we take the you know quick and unsustainable route this can honestly result in damaging your long-term health by not eating enough which can also end up hurting your weight loss progress while doing all of this which was definitely the case for me it's also the case for a lot of women that i work with and it's a lot of the case for a lot of the you that i talk to in in the dms like you know when i'm sharing content and when i talk about these things you know I, I get messages from you guys all the time and and this is most likely what we are dealing with so we're going to talk about some of the effects of consistently under eating please hold while i take a little sip of my hot chocolate bone broth or i should say my bone broth hot chocolate um side note tangent if you've never tried um bone broth hot chocolate you definitely should. I know it sounds super, super weird. I was very skeptical at first. I was like, mm, I don't know how I feel about putting bone broth in my hot chocolate. That kind of sounds gross. <laughs> but it's honestly so good. And it's an easy way to get some sneaky protein in. It's so good. Um, but the, the caveat is you have to use um, beef bone broth. You cannot use chicken bone broth. It will make that I said before. It's disgusting. The beef bone broth, you can't taste anything. Um, I did like a cup of the kettle on fire um beef bone broth it's such a phenomenal company um not sponsored by the way just if you are looking for a good bone broth there you go <laughs> and then i did um a quarter scoop of the levels peanut butter chocolate protein powder so good um and then i did half a cup of almond milk a teaspoon of pure um, organic maple syrup and I did a little uh, pinch of pink Himalayan salt and then I did a little teaspoon of um, vanilla bean paste I found it at Trader Joe's during the holidays and it's so freaking good um did that, that, that. I think that's it I might be missing something no I think that might be it oh and then um I did a <laughs> two, two no one tablespoon no, sorry, one teaspoon of um, organic cow powder. There we go. I was missing something. We need, obviously, cow powders to make this more chocolatey. Um, and that's it. But you just blend it all together and like you heat it over a stove and it's delicious. So, so good. So if you want to have a little sweet treat but also get some protein in there, there you go. Um, <laughs> and it has so many functional benefits as well, which is really great. Anyways, I digress. Let's get back to what I was talking about. Um, so some effects of under eating the first one is malnutrition so again you know food not only supplies calories but it also supplies nutrients 
such as protein, fats, vitamins, and minerals. So your body requires all of these substances in sufficient amounts to function properly. Although it can go a short time without these nutrients, effects of undereating and nutrient deficiencies will begin to be noticeable very, very quickly, okay? So just some possible nutrient deficiencies of undereating. Those typically look like carbohydrates, protein, vitamin B12, vitamin D, iron, and zinc. Those are like the common ones that we typically see when people undereat. So with carbohydrates, carbs are your body's main source of energy. So deficiencies in these result in noticeable deficits in physical and mental effectiveness. I see it time and time again. Women will, women especially, um, will cut carbs thinking that, you know, carbs make them fat, that carbs are bad for them. Um, I used to tell myself this all of the time. I was like, oh my God, I can't have carbs because it's going to make me fat. It's going to make me puffy. But carbs, again, are our main source of energy. So when you're cutting out your body's main source of energy, how are you going to feel good and function properly? You're not. <laughs> So we need to make sure that we are getting adequate amounts of carbs in. Um, the next one is, again, protein. Proteins are the building blocks of life. Literally every cell in the human body contains protein. We need protein for our hormones. We need protein for our metabolism. You need protein in your diet to help your body repair cells and make new ones. Um, protein is also super important for growth and development in all humans. So. And, and this is another macronutrient that I commonly see women especially under eat because they think that protein is going to make them too bulky, um, which bulk, getting bulky, especially as a woman, as a woman, excuse me, is so hard to do. We do not have enough testosterone in our bodies like men do in order to get bulky unless you are someone who is taking performance enhancing performance enhancing drugs excuse me and you are on some type of you know thing that is going to get you super super jacked like that and you are training really 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 hard and like really pushing some heavy ass weight and you know essentially like in that bodybuilding realm while taking you know steroids and stuff like that like it's very hard for women to get bulky so let's make sure that we are eating enough protein because your body needs it for absolutely everything almost um and then vitamin 12 that's crucial for making healthy red blood cells that carry oxygen throughout your body so low levels of b12 typically results in anemia or not enough red blood cells which can cause fatigue reduce exercise intolerance um, and prolonged deficiency can even cause neurological issues, like a neurological deterioration. So, and, and typically, you know, this happens when women especially are not eating enough, like, red meat or meat in general, um, you know, and also we can get B vitamins from our carbohydrates and things like that. So, we want to make sure that we are getting those B vitamins and especially B12. And then for the vitamin D, this is crucial for regulating the absorption of calcium and phosphorus. It also facilitates normal immune system function. Um, it also is really important for our um, like just growth and development of bones, teeth, um, and resistance against specific diseases. It's also a you know precursor for a lot of our hormones. 
um, especially us as women, we are more prone to things like osteoporosis, osteopenia, bone breaks as we get older. Um, so ensuring that we have enough vitamin D is crucial. And then iron, same thing. Iron plays an important role in the creation of healthy red blood cells. Um, and deficiency symptoms typically include chronic fatigue, weakness, dizziness, shortness of breath, when just even doing everyday tasks. And iron-rich foods, again, come from a lot of our proteins, especially things like red meat, liver, um, dark leafy greens. So ensuring that we're getting enough of those, again, super, super important. And then the last one, zinc. Um, zinc is an essential mineral that supports immune system health. Um, so if you're someone who becomes deficient, you may experience impaired wound healing, decreased sense of taste, hair loss, um, diarrhea, changes in your skin. Typically when I see um, clients who have deficiency in zinc, uh, they have an increase in acne and their immune system is typically um, impaired as well. So they get sick often. So ensuring that we're getting, you know, enough zinc is, is super important as well. And obviously, you know, every vitamin, mineral, macronutrient is, is equally important, but these are just the most common ones that, that we see and, you know, some of the most crucial as well. Uh, so other effects of consistently under eating look like a slower metabolism. So the body switches to energy conservation mode and stores body fat as a form of survival when we under eat. So, you know, this happens because the body doesn't know when it's going to get uh, regularly fueled and get fed. Um, so, you know, some, let, let's back it up a little bit. Being in a calorie deficit is the only way that we can typically see fat loss, right? So this is why going through a strategic fat loss phase is the way to see the best fat loss results because when you are under eating for a really long period of time that's when we start to see these issues okay so typically we want to be in a fat loss phase max 16 weeks okay anywhere from you know 8 to 16 weeks is roughly where we want to kind of keep being in a calorie deficit and then you know we want to get you out of the calorie deficit so that we don't have your body switched into that energy conservation mode and, and kind of get into that fight or flight mode. Uh, because even being you know, in a calorie deficit for that short period of time creates some stress on the body. Your body can handle some stress, but you know when you are consistently under eating and you are consistently stressing your body, that starts to create chronic stress, which creates inflammation, which creates your body to stay in that fight or flight mode, which is when we see all of these issues, right? So then this causes you to feel fatigued and then eating less causes your body to hang on to more body fat tissues and uses lean muscle tissues as fuel. And since muscle tissues burn calories by just being on the body, every bit of loss causes the metabolism to slow. So this is why when I'm working with women for fat loss and to kind of restore their metabolism, we heavily focus on increasing their muscle mass while decreasing their body fat percentage. Because when you have more muscle on you, you're going to burn more calories at rest and your metabolism is going to work a lot more optimally. Versus when you are losing that vital muscle mass because you're under eating and especially you're not getting in enough protein, you're going to lose that muscle mass. Your body's gonna hold on to more body fat 
when you have more body fat, your metabolism is going to be extra slow. So this is why instead of always focusing on weight loss specifically, I focus on fat loss with my clients because weight loss can encompass so many different things, right? When you're losing weight, you're not only just losing body fat, you might be losing body fat, but you could also be losing a lot of your muscle mass, which is not great. And you can be losing your know, water weight, which is bound to happen. But when we're just targeting fat loss, we are making sure that we keep as much of that muscle mass that you have built because some muscle mass loss does happen in a calorie deficit, it's inevitable. But we wanna preserve as much of that muscle mass as possible while losing as much of the body fat as possible. So this is why targeting fat loss is the way to go, okay? And then, you know, when we consistently under eat, we also are losing, again, valuable muscles and organs. Because um, under eating causes glucose levels to drop. And then since blood, uh, red blood cells are fueled by glucose, that creates issues there. So to maintain minimum glucose levels, the body starts to break down muscles and organs in order to keep you alive. So when the body is breaking down tissue, it can't distinguish between essential tissues like kidney and red blood cells and less essential tissues like skeletal muscle, which ends up weakening and damaging your vital organs. Okay, so then this can also create an underactive thyroid hormone um, because your stress hormone, which is cortisol, rises, which increases um, leptin and insulin resistance. So this can stall your weight loss and cause body fat retention. And then this reduced thyroid hormone leads to a slower metabolism again, which can also lead to things like hormone issues, um, fertility issues, especially, you know, low calorie diets and low body fat can lead to infertility and amenorrhea, um, which is the absence of a menstrual period or a menstrual cycle in women. And even, you know, if you don't have super low body fat, you can still have fertility issues when you are consistently under eating because when the body does not feel safe because it's not getting enough fuel and your body is constantly in that fight or flight mode, it's not going to feel safe to allow you to grow a baby. Like your, your body is not going to allow that egg to get fertilized and implant in your uterus and grow the baby because it doesn't feel safe. It's like, okay, we're not in the right, uh, you know, time frame for a baby because we don't know if there's a famine outside. We don't know if there's a war. Like your body has adapted throughout so many years of evolution throughout different um, disasters and, and things like famine and wars and, and you know, freaking meteor showers and whatever happened in dinosaur ages or whatever. <laughs> so, you know, when those types of things are happening and your body's under stress, like, of course, we're not going to reproduce. So when you're not eating enough and when you're not feeling your body enough, the same thing happens. It can also cause things like hypoglycemia, which is low blood sugar. Um, typically, hypoglycemia occurs when the level of glucose in your blood drops below normal which can happen when you don't eat enough. Um, and sometimes symptoms of this include things like hunger, shakiness, anxiety, dizziness, sweating, uh, weakness, and confusion. Um, it can also create an unpredictable mood. I mean, I know when I think back to the times that I was not feeling my body enough, I was a raging bitch. <laughs> like, don't come near me 
because I would have punched anyone. I would have just had like a rage fit because when you are, you know, consistently under eating, the brain requires blood sugar to function, right? And when it drops below normal, the first function to suffer is your cognitive processes, which controls your decision making, your behaviors, your learning, and your memory. So oftentimes, you know, when we're under eating, we typically will see things like brain fog, issues with memory, you know, you might forget, be forgetful a lot, um, you might make some rash decisions, you might be super moody, angry, irritable, um, like don't come around me when I'm hungry. Even now, like I try to make sure that I have as consistent meals as possible. And you know, sometimes if I go just a little bit too long without eating, like you have about 10 minutes to get some type of food in front of me, or it's about to be World War III. <laughs> so if you are someone who re relates to that, like this is why. It can also create insomnia. Remember how I told you in the beginning when I was under eating, I would never sleep? Um, this is why, because when you are under eating, blood sugar drops overnight, right? So to keep levels steady, the liver releases stored glucose. If you didn't eat enough, the, the, the liver won't have the glycogen stores it needs to keep your blood sugar levels stable. So then this causes the body to release stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline to promote gluconeogenesis, which is the creation of glucose in the body, just, you know, sugar, um, which will cause you to stay up all night because when you're sleeping, your body is not supposed to be doing this, right? It's supposed to be um, restoring and repairing things, not trying to, you know, keep your blood sugar levels stable. So then, you know, we're, we're going to be up all night because your metabolism is going haywire, which we don't want at night. And then it can also lead to things like chronic constipation. Um, again, remember when I said I had gut issues? Here's why. Um, <laughs> under eating can cause uh, a decrease in T3, which is the active form of thyroid hormone. So when T3 decreases, it slows down gut motility, which can lead to chronic constipation. So this can cause gut dysbiosis, which is an imbalance of the good bacteria and the bad bacteria in your body, in your gut. Um, so when we fail to feed our bodies what we need for nutrients, we fail to feed our gut the bacteria, um, like the prebiotic fibers to support the probiotics or the good bacteria in your gut um, to support good gut health. And so that you know will lead to constipation and just horrible bowel movements, maybe you're not going every day or only going once a week, which is a no-no. We want to make sure that we're going daily, one to even like two or three times a day, and we want them to be like soft and smooth. We don't want them to be hard pebbles or diarrhea or what have you. And then the last one is constantly feeling cold. Um, eating insufficient amounts of calories causes your body temperature to drop, and the body needs a certain amount of calories in order to create heat. And we want to make sure that, you know, we have enough heat in our body um, so that we can function properly so that our organs don't start to fail in, in all of these different things. So if you're someone who is always, always cold and you're not eating enough, here's why. So how do we stop under eating? Okay. There is a, a few different ways that we can do this. So I'm going to give you some tips so that you can increase your calorie intake in a healthy way. So some ways that we can do this is eating more meals more frequently throughout the day, 
So let's say right now you're only eating like two meals a day. Maybe we're having breakfast and dinner. Maybe we're only having lunch and dinner. Let's start having some consistent meals. Maybe we're having breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a few snacks sort in between, which I know can be really hard when you're, you know, not hungry because your body has probably adapted to these lower calories, creating you to not feel hungry, especially, you know, like upon waking. I know that a lot of women skip breakfast because they're not hungry in the morning or <laughs> they're not a breakfast person. Like, no, you should be hungry when you wake up. Like that is a green flag that your metabolism is actually running smoothly. So if we're not hungry in the morning, we need to train our body to become hungry in the morning, okay? So the way that we do that is start having something small in the morning. I don't care if you have, you know, maybe a little bit of turkey bacon and, you know, an egg and some toast and call it a day, or if you have a yogurt with some granola and fruit on there, like let's just commit to having something small in the morning, but let's make sure that we're having a protein source, a, a solid protein source, and a fat source and a fiber source, okay, so we can create some stable blood sugar levels. Um, you're just eating, eating more meals throughout the day, adding maybe some more high protein snacks and some higher fiber snacks um, to, again, create that stability with blood sugar levels. You can eat more meals higher in protein, so ensuring that we're aiming for at least 30 grams of protein per meal, because um, that's going to be the best way that we can get enough protein in. Um, most women need minimum 100 grams of protein per day. So if you're only eating three meals a day and you're only getting 30 grams of protein per meal, that's only 90 grams of protein, right? So making sure that we have protein at each meal and maybe some high protein snacks is the easiest way for us to ensure that we're getting enough protein. And then eat more complex carbohydrates like fruits, veggies, um, brown rice, or um, you know, some brown rice pasta or lentil pasta. Um, you can do chickpea pasta. You can do, I mean, just whole wheat pasta or whole wheat breads, um, beans, legumes, nuts, seeds. Those all have um, lots and lots of fiber in there. And then we can consume more monounsaturated or polyunsaturated fats from nuts and seeds and avocados. Um, include a good selection of fruits and veggies in your diet, especially with the skin on, as if you can eat as many fruits and veggies with the skin on, you know, that like you're able to actually eat the skin on there, um, then do that because that's going to ensure that we're getting in enough of that dietary fiber because most of the fiber in fruits and veggies is in the skin. Um, and if you are someone who is maybe actively dealing with an eating disorder or, um, you know, any other health conditions that contribute to under eating or malnutrition, you should absolutely seek advice from a doctor and a dietitian um, or you know a nutritionist because we want to make sure that we are doing things properly and not you know further exacerbating any health issues that you are dealing with okay and if you are wanting to figure out how to uh, calculate your appropriate cal calorie intake for your goals um, there is a few ways that we can do this now your calorie output is defined as your TDEE, which is your total daily energy expenditure. So you can find multiple resources like calculators that estimate how many cal calories you burn every day. Um, while this isn't the, the most accurate way of calculating your calorie goal, um, it can give you a rough estimate so you can get just a general idea of how much you should be eating. So 
The difficult part in finding your TDE is determining how active you are outside of your scheduled workouts. So some components of your TDE is, um, you know, this is the total number of calories you burn in a given day. So your TDE is determined by four key factors. So the first one is your basal metabolic rate, which is your BMR. Um, and this is the number of calories that your body burns each day to keep you alive, like just for you breathing, for your heart to pump, etc. okay? The second one is the thermic effect of food. So when we eat, your body actually, you know, uses energy to break down that food. And then we have our um, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is your NEAT for short. Um, this is things like walking, moving around, you know, like when you're talking with your hands, that's your NEAT, okay? And your BMR and your NEAT make up a really good chunk of your TDEE. So that's why ensuring that you're moving your body more throughout the day by you know getting enough sex throughout the day, etc., can also lead to a healthier metabolism. That's a whole different topic, but I always like to throw that one in there. <laughs> and then the last one is the thermic effect of activity or exercise. Okay, so those are the four components of your TDEE. Um, I can link a solid TDEE calculator in the show notes if you would like some some help with that. Um, but you know this is truly why hiring an expert, you know, like a nutritionist. Um, or, you know, a functional coach is super helpful because they can give you a more accurate calorie goal and help you adjust your calories and macros as needed based on your goals and your progress. Because again, oftentimes a lot of people will underestimate how active they are or they will overestimate how active they are. And also, you know, these, these calculators that generate your calories don't take into consideration your dieting history. If you're someone who is chronically dieted for a long period of time, any of like your health concerns, like if we're having any issues with hormones or gut health or any other underlying conditions, it doesn't take into account your actual lifestyle. Like if you're someone who is really social or if you have a really busy lifestyle or if you're super stressed all the time. So again, this is why working with someone can be really beneficial so that you can actually know how much you're supposed to be eating and ensure that all of these factors are taken into consideration so that we can get the most accurate components for that, okay? And then the next way that we can ensure that we're eating enough is, like I said earlier, a reverse diet. Okay, so what is a reverse diet? We can go over that really, really quickly. Um, a reverse diet is a controlled increase of calories to build a better metabolism, um, address eating habits and behaviors, and also improve all biofeedback like mood, hunger, energy, cravings, sleep, athletic performance, etc. So how do you implement a reverse diet? You want to slowly increase calories over a certain amount of time. Uh, this depends on how your body responds. It depends on what your starting calories are, what your estimated um, TDE and maintenance calories are, um, and, and you know, it just depends on, on how long it's going to take you. Um, but you typically want to start with small increases in calories, so typically you know, increase by about 50 to 100 calories each and every week until you get to your estimated TDE. And you essentially want to keep working your calories up until you hit your maintenance calories, which is the amount of calories you need to maintain your current weight, which I know is not the goal for everyone. Like I know when you think about if you want to lose weight or gain muscle, like you don't want to maintain your current weight, but 
A reverse diet is necessary for almost everyone. If you've ever dieted ever before, if you've never intentionally eaten more than 1500 calories in your life, if you're dealing with any type of hormone issues, gut issues, sleep issues, metabolism issues, any health issues, then we do need to reverse diet. And so again, you know, this is why hiring a coach is super helpful um, because reverse dieting takes time and it can be hard to deal with both mentally and physically. Um, and so having that extra guidance and support is essential to go through a reverse diet properly because you should be able to sit back and focus on the input, which is hitting your macronutrients, making healthy meals, getting enough sleep, and let the coach worry about analyzing the output, which is your weight, measurements, biofeedback, etc. Um, but if you would like to learn more about reverse dieting, again, go listen to the episode way back in the beginning. I think it's like the second or third episode that I did. Um, it's called Reverse Dieting 101. I can, again, link that in the show notes for you because um, I give way more in-depth explanations about how to properly reverse diet and, and who it's for, okay? Um, but just some, some last takeaways for you. Remember that food is fuel. If you take anything away from this episode, under-eating works against your health and your weight loss goals, okay? So to survive, your body needs a certain amount of nutrients to help you function properly and optimally. And yeah, you know, it's true. If you want to lose weight, you need to decrease calories and you need to be in a calorie deficit. However, you need to eat enough in the right balance in order to keep your body healthy, strong, and in order for your internal health and your physical health to thrive. So please, please, please do not forget to fuel your body. Even if you didn't move your body today, even if you know you have been really trying to hit your weight loss goals, um, but you feel like you, you shouldn't eat, like let's make sure that we are eating properly. And if you need help, you know where to find me. All of my details to work with me are in the show notes below. They're always there. And if you ever have any questions, again, no strings attached, asking is free. Like, please reach out to me in the DMs because I would love to help you out or even just, you know, push you into the, the general direction of where you should be going, <laughs> okay? Um, but I hope you guys found this helpful. If you did, please give the, the podcast a review and rate the podcast. It always helps with all the algorithm things. And also, I just love, I love getting feedback from you guys. I, I want to know how I can improve or if you're actually liking things so that I know to make more of that. So yeah, please, please take just two minutes to do that for me. Um, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you guys in next week's episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Glow Girl Podcast. If you love the episode, please share the podcast with your besties and tag me on socials. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any further episodes. And if you have any questions regarding today's episode, please feel free to direct message me on Instagram. I'd be happy to help. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Oh,